Hey there, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. In Neville Goddard's lecture, Three Propositions, he says the first proposition is, the individual state of consciousness determines the conditions and circumstances of life. The second is, man can select the state of consciousness with which he desires to be identified. And third, man can be what he wants to be. If the first proposition is true, that the individual's state of consciousness is the sole cause of the phenomena of his life, then the normal, natural question is asked, why doesn't he change it to a more desirable state? That is not as easy as it appears. He goes on to say, I hope to give you a technique to make it easier, but man finds it hard to leave the things to which he has grown accustomed. We're all stuck in the habitual. Mm. Stuck in the habitual. My habitual return to my old states, the, the way things usually go for me, that kind of thinking kept me from seeing the ease of manifesting the life I want. The actual uh, process of manifesting or experiencing in the physical world what I am imagining is rather easy, but I know for me, I made it very difficult. And the two ways I made it difficult were my impatience and my habitual return to the old way or my old states. This is the way it, it's always been. I tend to disappoint Kim and the kids. We seem to have money, but it's going to run out and I'm going to upset Kim and she's going to look at me with that look like she's disappointed in me again and I deserve it because I just keep effing this up. <laughs> that kind of thing. And the habit of doing that was sneaky. Sneakier than when I was smoking a pack a day of cigarettes. <laughs> you know, you try to quit. I'm done with that. I'm done. And then I'm back at the store buying another pack of cigarettes. This was many years ago. This habitual return to the old state, to these, this old line of thinking, well, this is how the world works. I've never been successful this way. I get my hopes up and then I screw it up somehow. It comes up so sneakily within me. And because it's so subtle, it seems so normal and natural. Of course, this is the way it goes. So maybe some things can't be changed by the use of my imagination. Or maybe God is trying to teach me a lesson. That's why he keeps bringing this same old junk up in my life, round and around. Well, there isn't a being out there somewhere trying to teach me a lesson about all of this. It's my own refusal to let go of the old stories that keeps the junk reappearing in my life. The only way I'll break the habit of resurrecting the old stories is when I get to a point that my desire for something different is greater than my desire to maintain that habit. So my state of consciousness shapes my world and I want to make a change. Why is it so difficult to move into a different state? Neville answers this question in his collection of 1948 lectures. It's also called Five Lessons. He says, because your desire to change has not been aroused. If you would fall in love with what you really want to be, 
you would become it. It takes an intense hunger to bring about a transformation of self. I was so addicted to the stories, my stories about how they did me wrong or I'm not worthy. All sorts of reasons, justifications why I'm failing, why this isn't working. Neville says, man has a peculiar, strange feeling, a little affection for the feeling of being unwanted or being hurt, and he likes to talk about it. We're hooked on a feeling. Now that song's playing in my head. <laughs> the feeling of being unwanted or broke or lonely. That's junk that I would happily just pull up and rerun that in my mind. Maybe you're not like that. An easy way to find out is notice what you're talking about in conversations with your friends. Actual conversations. When you see them or talk to them on the phone and they say, hey, how's it going? What's up? What is your answer? Your automatic reply will give you a good idea which state you're feeding, which state you're in. Not the words you say, but what's the initial answer within you? They ask you how you're doing, and then you immediately pull up the junk you're dealing with. Oh, let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about what they're doing. Oh, this is miserable. Where are your thoughts? Where do you go in thought when someone asks you, how you doing? What's up? What's new? <laughs> you got a minute? Let's sit down and I'll tell you. <laughs> There's no judgment here. It, it is what it is. Those reactions, those thoughts, they're coming from your state of mind, your state of consciousness. For example, when someone asks me how our house restoration is coming, from one state of mind, I might start ticking off all the problems, all the mistakes and delays, and I'd be bitter and angry. But from another state, I see the house is finished already and beautiful, and I know that everything is working out perfectly. Now that's a much lovelier uh, state to be in. And that's the state I'm dwelling in, in regards to the house. As long as I thought there were certain steps that I had to take to experience something different, things seemed very difficult. And I was frustrated more often than not when it came to uh, manifesting changing my life. The thing I desired seemed so far away. You ever have that feeling? Oh, I want that. But how? <laughs> I kept doing the right things, getting into a state akin to sleep, doing my little scene that implies my wish is fulfilled. But it all seemed like too much. I was trying too hard putting all these steps in. Well, I did this and this and this. Why isn't it working? I was making it difficult. I was frustrating myself. I know now that if I have a desire, it's more than just possible. The realization of that desire is inevitable. It's always been my refusal to, to accept it that's kept me from seeing it in my life. My refusal to accept it, that's kept me from seeing it in my life. Neville says, the minute the desire comes upon you, assume it is already a fact. 
Do not wait for anything to come to pass. Accept it now as though it were and see what happens. When you have a desire, the deeper you, who men call God, is speaking. He urges you through the language of desire to accept that which is, not that which is to be. Desire is simply His communion with you, telling you that your desire is yours now. Your acceptance of this fact is proved by your complete adjustment to it as though it were true. I'm going to reread that. The minute the desire comes upon you, assume it is already a fact. Do not wait for anything to come to pass. Accept it now as though it were true and see what happens. When you have a desire, the deeper you, who men call God, is speaking. He urges you through the language of desire to accept that which is, not that which is to be. Desire is simply His communion with you, telling you that your desire is yours now. Your acceptance of this fact is proved by your complete adjustment to it as though it were true. Hmm. Isn't that wonderful? So we notice a desire. From the current state, it seems like I am lacking it, that I'm missing it. Oh yeah, I want that. But my dimensionally greater self, God, is presenting it to me as a present fact, that which is. It's not coming. This is yours now. I just don't notice it as being here and now because of the state I'm in. But switching to the state <laughs> comes down to just accepting it, accepting it as fact. It's done. My state has changed right there. He goes on to say, the acceptance of the end wills the means. Assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled and your dimensionally greater self will determine the means. When you appropriate a state as though you had it, the activity of the day will divert your mind from all anxious thoughts so that you do not look for signs. You do not have to carry the feeling that some presence is going to do it for you. Rather, you know it is already done. Knowing it is already a fact. Walk as though it were, and things will happen to make it so. You do not have to be concerned about some presence doing anything for you. The deeper, dimensionally greater you has already done it. All you do is move to the place where you encounter it. Hmm. The only thing keeping me from encountering it is my white-knuckle grip on my old states, my old stories that I have identified myself with for years. You know, I can bring up my track record, <laughs> all the ways I failed in relationships and finances way back to the first credit card I got when I was 18 years old. And I could trudge through all the memories of failure and regret. Oh, this is why I'm the way I am. Well, as long as I'm identifying myself with all that, I'm not going to move into the new state. And there's no work that's required. There is no work required. There are no steps that you have to take. It comes down to belief, acceptance. Whatever you feel you need to get to that point, do that. And the more you play, the more you explore, you'll realize 
oh, I don't really need anything. I can just recognize a desire and accept that it's done. That's a shift into the new state, a shift into the state of that wish fulfilled. I used to freak out when I realized what I was imagining. Out, out, damn thought. Get out. Why am I thinking this? This is not what I want. Then I would, in a panic, race back to my quiet spot in my house, hop down into a state akin to sleep or as best I could, and then redo my scene, thinking I did the steps, it's done. And then as soon as I'd get up off the bed, here come the old, <laughs> the stuff I was trying to avoid. Well, as long as it's, a, it's an avoidance thing, me trying to drown out those thoughts, it's never going to work for me. It's a turning away. I don't have to force the old thoughts and the fears and doubts away. The more I fight them, the stronger they get, the bigger they get the more anchored to them I get. So what I do is rest in the state of my wish fulfilled. Rest in that acceptance. Rest in that joy. That's a joy, and I don't mean running around, whoo-hoo. There's a joy, this inner joy within me, knowing that everything is working out perfectly. So none of that rush that panic that I used to have was ever necessary. Even getting into a state akin to sleep like Neville describes it in his books, that's not necessary. If you notice in his lectures, which most of the ones we have available to us are in the, some in the mid, mid to late 50s and the rest are in the 60s and then early 70s, he's not stressing lie down and get into a state akin to sleep. He's telling you, you can do this as you're driving, having a nice drink in a bar, sitting in a chair, anywhere. Assume the feeling of your wish fulfilled. Assume it's done. And in, in the lecture, God is light. He says you'll get to a point where you know your desire is already fulfilled, that it's already done. And you sigh and say, thank you, Father. He's not saying you have to sigh and say, thank you, Father. It's just a natural response, knowing that this thing that you want is already yours. I think this natural feeling of relief and gratitude, like, oh, thank you, comes up. But you certainly don't have to say it. But if there was something you wanted and you got the good news from somebody, pretend it's an outside person saying, here it is, I've got it for you, how would you feel? There would be some joy there, some relief, some gratitude. Hmm. <laughs> One way that worked for me was when I would notice a line of thought was focused on an outcome I didn't want, I'd say to myself, well, that's one way it could go, but what about this? And I'd imagine my desired result and rest in the feeling that it's done. And I would assure myself with that same feeling, anytime I noticed I was uh, drifting back to the old way of thinking. <laughs> back in my church days, we, we would have called that backsliding. Oh, I backslid. Help me. 
I'm backsliding, brother. I've said this often on here. Things happen more smoothly and swiftly when I use as little effort or no effort, actually. Now, back when I was making these realizations, really starting to pay attention to my inner talk, I was in a frustrated place. I had already been healed, and I've told that story before. No more need for my wheelchair or crutches, but man, why is everything else so hard? So I looked back at that morning, the morning of my imaginal act, six days before getting out of the wheelchair for the last time. It was a little conversation I'd had with myself. It was a Thanksgiving morning. I was lying on my bed. I wasn't meditating, just lying there with my eyes closed. And I began thinking about a conversation I'd had with my daughter a few days before. We were talking about how we wanted to travel and even move to the mountains, the Rocky Mountains. As I replayed the conversation, a voice within me, my own voice, said, how are you going to do any of that in a wheelchair? And I replied, you're right. The other said, I guess it's time for dystonia to go. And I replied, okay. Now, a few moments later, I, I was still sick. I scooched over to the edge of my bed and got into my wheelchair. There was no apparent change, but I knew it was done. I felt that peculiar certainty in that moment. And six days later, it was. Now, as I looked back on that time, I realized just how much more complicated I had been making it since then. I was making it more difficult because I assumed there was more I needed to know. Consciousness is the only reality. And if I just want to have a chat with myself, a conversation between me and my dimensionally greater self or God, I'll just do that. Instead of me trying all of these other techniques that I find in online groups and books, why not go with what I'm most comfortable with? I do play around with other techniques. It's fun to experiment. But I know that I can just have a chat with myself as if there are two, knowing there's only one. And I know that my desire is already done. It's already realized. Only I know what I want. And I am the only one that needs to know. And since I already know what it is I want, I know that God knows. So I can then rest in the certainty that it's done. That from that moment on, everything that needs to happen will fall into place. What needs to be done will be done, and whatever needs to be known will be known. I do not have to try and figure out what my next step is. I do not have to try and figure it out. If I'm resting in the end, living in the end of my wish fulfilled, whatever it is, and I love you. I'm feeling twisty.